Gradualoni. Corn pop pop. Now, you wasn't on this podcast. Nope. So this is going to be an intro. But we can't have a podcast without Cooney. No, it wouldn't so, be the same. So we had to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to <clears throat> go on a turkey hunt this opening day, Georgia season, with uh, a good friend of ours, Justin Sheely. Oh, trail trash dirt bag. Trail trash dirt bag. Justin, uh, I met Justin through Instagram uh, in that 307 Project Network and uh, started noticing some stuff he was doing. He's got a mission about trash. Trash out on the on the trail. Trash anywhere you're at. And uh, he's very passionate about it. Explains it very well. Um, Justin's an awesome guy. A man of God. A new turkey hunter. An awesome turkey hunter for his very first time. Uh, so we talk a little bit about Justin's mission with picking up trash. Uh, keeping the woods clean. Keeping the trails clean. Keeping everywhere you're at clean. Talking with other people about keeping everything clean. He's very passionate about it. He's also... We also had the chance to uh, do the 307 Proving Grounds Together, Troop 3. So I got to be on mission with him there for a little while uh, at the Proving Grounds. It was real awesome. I also did 40 Days of Deliverance with Justin. Justin's just an all-around awesome guy. And uh, I hate you wasn't there, Cooney. I know. I mean, that, that's about ridiculous for you not hey, to be there. I just lined up perfect with my spring break. You know, uh, I had this big turkey mission planned, and uh, Justin was actually the first guy to go, first individual to go on it. But the turkey mission has since been halted due, some, uh, due to some personal things here. And when I figure out everything that's going on, we'll... We'll talk about that later on in a in a later podcast, but I was definitely blessed to to be able for me and Buck to be able to hunt with Justin that Saturday. And um I hope y'all really enjoy this podcast. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed hunting with Justin. Um if y'all want to follow Justin on Instagram, it's trail underscore trash underscore dirtbag. Uh what he's doing is it's awesome it's uh really inspired us especially little g-man oh yeah g-money now anytime we go anywhere that joker's got a that's right at least a grocery bag or something slap and full he, of trash fill it up last time we went out we did the it was on our instagram story yeah we were turkey scouting he was he found an old beer box and yeah we had a grocery bag well we talk about it on the podcast oh, okay you wasn't there cooney no so don't make this a podcast this is an intro okay <laughs> you got it <laughs> i'm glad you're back boy i love you i hope y'all enjoy this april 2nd georgia opening day turkey season and i don't have no ratchet i did have buck and he bounced out 
and we don't have no G money. And uh, but we do got me and Mr. Justin Sheely. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? So Justin come with uh, me and Buck this morning turkey hunting to a piece of private land we got here in Cedar Town. Was this your first time turkey hunting? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went maybe when i was a kid but right you know this was your first time showing up this is my first time toting a gun trying to kill one down to business that's right well for 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 those of y'all who don't know justin sheedley he goes by trail trash dirt bag he that's sort of like his equivalent to my cornbread that's right but now i have i I remember at the 50k race hearing people holler out sheedley so don't everybody call you that, do they? No, I mean, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll answer to anything really. So I'll, I'll take what I can get. So Justin's got a, a, a mission about uh, explain, explain about it just a little bit, and then we'll get deep into it as we go on. But with trash in the woods, trash on the trail, explain what trail trash dirt bag sure. means. Yeah, a- absolutely. So. I spend a lot of time on the trail, uh, do a lot of backpacking and trail running, mountain biking, um, and now I'm trying to get into hunting. And um, so, you know, I've always kind of picked up trash as I go wherever I see it. And I I noticed one day that I was just really angry about it. And, um, you know, I decided I'm going to do something about it instead of just being angry and so i started putting pictures up of some trash that i'd pick up uh on instagram and the reason that i decided to do that is kind of two-part one uh you know the bible says to let your light shine so that others can see uh you know the glory of god and i believe that showing people the grace that you've been given and the mercy that you've been given and how that converts to love in your life and caring and and all of those things that can really affect people and the proof is in the messages that i get every day from people just on instagram um it really affects people the second thing that i that that really sparked that was i read a study and the study said that if people see you pick up trash they're 80% more likely to do it the next time they encounter a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a big deal to me. Yeah. And that's easy math to do for me. So, you know, it's it's something small and I think it's something that everybody can do and it addresses um people's broken relationship with creation. Right. And, and I think that Man, we got so many problems in this world right now, and if if we can just start to approach um, fixing some heart problems that people have in this world, mm-hmm. we can probably make some really good progress, um, and hopefully bring the gospel to them at the same time and show them, you know, hey, we we love each other, we care about each other, and we care about creation. Yeah, and absolutely. we want to take care of it, and that goes for. Everybody in our space, I mean, anybody that encounters the outdoors in any way, you can do something, anything, 
mm-hmm. and inspire other people to do the same thing and just get as many people as you can on board and yeah. you know eventually people are going to think twice about throwing that trash out cutting that mylar balloon loose <laughs> at the birthday party <laughs> the believe that. that's my biggest pet peeve man well it's, it you know it starts with the heart you you got to care number one you got to have some self-respect i mean it's it's it just circumferences all kinds of things mm-hmm. i i'll be honest with you i never really even thought about trash until i run across you i, I seen you on instagram before i heard you on the 307 podcast and i was like trail and and trail trash dirt bag that's got a ring to it right yeah so me and the boys cooney and g money you know what i mean we'd seen a few things that you'd put out and then it got to be a thing when we was walking down a hunting road or on a trail or something doing whatever we seen a piece of trash we just point it and we say try trash dirt back and somebody run over there and go That's grab right. it and little g money son when 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 you do that first trail trash dirt bag Oh, that's all he's doing then. Nice. He ain't worried about finding turkey tracks. He no, he's picking up track. Look in this dog box right here. <laughs> this this site, you see all that? That big old bag right there? That's that's from uh what we was talking about at lunch. We got that whole big bag from Barry College. Wow. Yeah. G G Money just went on a mission, son. Picking Man. up, I bet he picked up, and I bet he picked up two dollars worth of beer cans. I bet, yeah. And I, I bet. think it's what twenty-seven beer cans make a pound. I, I think's what it is. Wow. Yeah, he picked up a bunch of trash. Well, I tell you what, you guys should do this, and I'm doing it this year. And I sort of made an announcement early on in the year, but I'm all the trash that I pick up, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna save it all year long and at the end of the year um, I'm gonna do uh, like a little photo shoot and I'm gonna show people this huge pile that this is what one person can get just stuffing stuff in their pockets as they walk along Mm -hmm. it doesn't take you any extra time it's not an inconvenience it's not gonna cost you your day you don't have to go spend an entire day just doing that you can just do it wherever you're at and I'm going to put this out and show people this is what one person can do. And then, you know, we're, we're going to just do some math and say, what happens if we 10x this, if we 100x this, if we 1,000x this? This is how big this pile would be. This is how many pounds we would get up. This right. is how much impact we would have. Mm-hmm. And that, that, to me, when it comes to being in the outdoors, is so important when you look at um, different wildlife management areas, uh, different parks. I know of some just in the state of Georgia that have been shut down because people go up there at night and throw beer cans and trash out everywhere and just junk the place up. Yeah. So the, uh, the rangers or wh- whoever's in charge of that, they just lock the gates and shut it down yeah. and say, nope can't come in here anymore Mm -hmm. so we're losing our public lands because of this and and this is just such a simple problem to solve so we need to do our part picking up trash doing what we can to bring exposure to it and and to teach people you know how to do how to handle that the right way um and hopefully convince some people to change um their habits 
and yeah. to just make a better choice and it, it'll be better for all of us yeah. who wants to walk out in a beautiful place um, I wish everybody could see how beautiful this spot is that we're we've been in turkey hunting all day long but who wants to walk out and find like 20 pounds of beer cans laying all over the place and and McDonald's bags and all this and that all right it junks it up absolutely well it's like this place we're on the tailgate by the way y'all this is this is a on the tailgate episode here this place is at the back of a subdivision so it's the it's going to be a second phase of the subdivision that's mm -hmm. currently here and what little bit of trash you picked up today if it didn't get picked up it's going to get buried in the somebody's soon to be front yard right when when that heavy equipment comes in there i mean and that's not down in them guys are the loggers straight up the loggers coming here they're gonna add to the trash oh yeah so you know it's it's we well we had a brief conversation about surveyors i picked up a few pieces of ribbon mm -hmm. uh the majority of that i believe everything except that gatorade bottle was probably from the surveyors Right. that was out here right and some you know miscellaneous so it even it even starts right there too the people that's going to come out the people that's redoing the roads at the wmas when they go to redo that road if that trash ain't picked up it's going to be in the road then yeah you ain't even going to see it yeah so it i mean it's that's a that's a big mission to take on brother and i, I praise you for doing it thank you man and, and there's I mean, I, I'm more than willing to help you, but those, those are my thoughts. I think I think a lot of the people that put in some work, loggers, surveyors, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. they, they need to man up and do a little bit better themselves, too. Oh, how yeah. many places, look at that big hawk that just landed right there. How about that? Um, how many places have you been where logging is taking place and they'd be a skitter tar? Let, well, there's a tar right there. Oh, yeah. Right beside us. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, a big skitter tar, a uh, hydraulic bucket. Now, let's talk about the show enough chemicals. Hydraulic bucket busted open. Mm -hmm. You know, all kinds Fluid of stuff. Fluid everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, 10 or 15 chick Chick-fil-A bags or chicken tender boxes from the store, you know what I mean, thrown off at the side. Yeah. And that, that's not saying all construction workers do that. But right. that's what I've noticed in my hunting on WMAs and stuff like that. When a logging crew comes in, they're they going to leave some show enough heavy-duty trash, some some bad stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And don't anybody listening, if you're if you're a, a logger or uh, anybody in construction, don't feel like you're being picked on yeah, because no. I'll tell you right now, I go to trail races, and there's some guys that go out and run the trails, mm -hmm. and they will throw their trash for whatever they're eating during the the race they'll just chuck it right on the side yeah. of the trail and i can't believe that that they would even consider that to be okay whether it was intentional or unintentional being unintentional about something like that it is not an excuse to me at all yeah absolutely yeah well you know like i said earlier i'd never even thought about it now we didn't throw trash out I'm sure we did leave trash, but we intentionally throwing trash out. We didn't do it, uh, but picking trash up, maybe if it was sitting right beside me, right? You know what I mean. And that didn't until we come across you on Instagram. So I I can follow along with what you said once 
what'd you say 80 percent of people once they see you pick up trash they'll do it too right so i could definitely i can understand that absolutely so, so do you got any plans for anything other than than instagram to get it out you told me that you'd stop and talk to some people in a parking lot did you, you want to touch on that a little bit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that the type of stuff you're doing? You are you outreaching individuals when you see something happen? Because that that can that can get sketchy sometimes now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I approach people. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I love talking to people, and mm-hmm. and every interaction that I can get um, is that that's just an opportunity for me to make some kind of connection with them and hopefully make an impact. Whether it's positive or negative for them, I do what I can to make it positive. But just the other day, I came across um, a group of people standing in front of a high school. I don't know what they were celebrating, but they were just cutting balloons loose, just a ton of them. So I pulled in there, and I just went up and asked them. I was like, hey, uh, do you guys know where those balloons are going? They're, no. I was like, well... Do you throw trash out of your car at the red light or the stop sign? And they they were like, no. I go, okay. Well, you just did that, and those balloons are going to land somewhere, um, and you know it's going to impact the environment in some way. Where, um, you know, it, it could affect some little critter that comes across it out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's eventually going to end up in our streams and rivers because that's how it goes it every bit of trash will whittle its way down to the ocean at some point it's going to end up in the ocean and that's a problem right you know why do that if you don't have to that's that just doesn't make any sense to me but what i'm what i'm really trying to do is just you know i want to get some awareness out there um and Eventually, you know, I might do something like a podcast. That seems pretty cool. Right. Um, and, and just have folks like you on and get some, you know, people that are running trails or mountain bikers or just anybody that, that encounters the outdoor space um, and just to have some discussions about how, how does it impact them and try to get a little further in figuring out what's a what's a valid way to bring the most amount of awareness to it and just get people on board with doing that right yeah so i guess all in all the feedback since how long you've been doing this Mm, well i mean personally i've been picking up trash and and doing my thing like that since i was probably 12 but um on instagram probably two years right maybe and the feedback's been i, I see you getting tagged in a lot yeah, of stuff a lot of, a lot of people picking up trash yeah it's, yeah so it's i mean it's gaining some headway ain't it uh, yeah absolutely that's absolutely awesome. that's yep. awesome so i got to well i met justin one uh in person at a birthday party but then not long after that we got to be uh a part of the proving grounds together three troop three troop in the house that's right and uh that was a you know i always always people ask you and uh you know you ain't supposed to say much about it and whatnot and so it's it's hard to say hey me and justin on the podcast went to 
the proving ground together and then listen to, to the stuff we, we talked about. But uh, I, I remember seeing your face one time when I, when I was in some show enough pain <laughs> <laughs> at the proving ground. And that's, that's probably because we got separated. Yeah. To, two different platoons yeah and um but man that was an awesome experience was it not it was that was everybody justin's done the basic course too what team was your basic course team 15 team 15 that's right and uh oh man you just all i can say about them is you have to do them you got to both of them each and one each do them back to back if you can man I, you know, I, to everybody that asked me about the basic course or the proving grounds um, or any any other kind of training um, or event that three of seven puts on, I just tell them like, listen, you, I've I've never done anything where I walked away and felt so much impact afterwards mm-hmm. than doing those events, and you know. The uh, we got to be kind of careful what we talk about with the the basic course and the proving right. ground, but I think a lot of people kind of get the gist of it. Um, and even the fifty k, man, right? The fifty k yeah. was unbelievable. Absolutely, you guys got baptized down yeah. there. I I was baptized in that same lake. Oh, uh, was you? Just about a month before you and Cooney. There you go. And I I just hit up Chad one day. I said, Hey, man, I I got to do this. I gotta yeah. do that. He's come on up. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, you know, the impact uh, from those things and the relationships built in those events is really, really yeah. second to none. You, you, yeah, you can't you can't explain it. The like I said, the fellowship around it. The the it's we had that discussion earlier today. Do do they really know what's what's going on? Can yeah. they really get the gist of it? It's man, it's awesome. It, what's really awesome is, you know, being kind of looking inside from the outside, you can see all these little groups that have formed right. and all these little relationships and how these people help and interact with each other. And right. it's powerful. It is. It's so powerful to watch that and to know that, um, you know, Blake and Chad pulled that together. Yeah, and and they're still doing it. Yeah, they're they're still putting those people together. Yeah, building those relationships. And man, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming. You know, in in the next years, um, right. it's going to be big. Yeah, absolutely. They, they got a pile of people behind them. I totally agree, brother. Yeah. So. I think we went ahead and talked about your trash project, your trash mission already at the beginning, didn't we? That's so right. We ain't That's get, right. Uh, so we come out here on a turkey hunt. How long have we we planned this turkey hunt? Months ago. Oh yeah. Uh, the date anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, we come out here, and Buck Buck was here with us this morning. My oldest son. And he left at lunch. He's got him a girlfriend now, so <laughs> so he ain't a hardcore turkey hunter, yeah, uh, like we are now. But uh, break it down. Give give me uh, if you want to start with the story of yeah. of the whole day or how you want to do it or just anything in general. But at, I want to make sure don't let me forget. And this this ain't for my ego. Yeah. This, this is so I know because I've got other people planning to, to take turkey hunting and. These people that hit us up all the time because I talk a good game anyhow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, 
be as harsh and as critical as you want. Just don't let me forget to give me a critique of what we did here today. I hear you. I uh, hear you. So, so break it down however you want to go. Yeah. So, um, you know, we started early out uh, or started out early uh, in the morning. And, you know, I'm kind of uh, don't really know a whole lot about the process with turkey hunting and I, I grew up hunting deer you know squirrel hunting whatever nothing very serious and I, I never really turkey hunted before so I was like yeah man I want to do this I hear a lot of people say they love it you guys are into it and you invited me to come out here it's like perfect so I show up at your house 5 30 a.m. and we roll out get to the property and the process kind of started you know we gear up we get loaded out and start to creep up to the spot, and yeah. then um, what? What I was probably—I I appreciate you not having a headlight, by the way. Yeah, because I cannot stand <laughs> walking in the woods hunting with a headlight. Well, you're not hunting anymore if you're running a headlight. Man, I, I cannot stand it. I, I sort of looked over at you, and and uh, even Buck said he ain't got no headlight. I right. said, all right, cool. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I I never had a headlight growing up, so, yeah. you know, that's... Well, I got Confederate night vision. <laughs> I, I, can, I can I see hear you. Yeah, my dad used to cut me loose in the woods in the middle of the night and tell me right. to walk home. He'd be like, it'll make your night vision good. There you go. So, uh, we get down there, and uh, you started to call do your owl hoot yeah trying we, to locate one trying to locate one and we waited till a certain time and you know what i told buck earlier i don't know if you were standing there but the most beautiful part of the whole thing to me was you're standing in the middle of the woods it's dark the sun's coming up and everything is coming alive all the birds all the little critters everything is just you know waking up and getting started and the process of doing a locate call just falls right into that natural rhythm of mm -hmm. the forest coming alive and things you know just every everything knows it's time to get going right and so that was really cool to me you located uh, a gobbler and we made our way down got us a spot and uh you got that bird so close, and I flubbed it. I shot right over this thing, y'all. I mean, it. I had a. I had a good chance of hitting it, um, but I just shot right over it. And I was shooting through. There was a little bit of brush. I'm not going to make any excuses, but I shot over the thing, and then we relocated, kind of reset back to zero. Called him in. Got another one in, and. Um, he came pretty close. I didn't feel like I had a good shot yeah. at him. I couldn't really, couldn't really make it work. Um, and then we kind of went back to, came back to the truck mm -hmm. after that. Uh, went and had lunch, and then came back out and started it all over again. And uh, we found a couple of spots, and we went down to the shoot house, mm -hmm. got in the shoot house called and called and called um and and a, let me back up a big big takeaway that i learned is probably one of the most important things to understand about turkey hunting is 
how to call, what call to use, and what to do when you receive a response. Right. What does that response mean? Right. And I mean, you know, you can give any you can give any idiot a gun and tell them to point it. You know, right? So an idiot like me probably not gonna hit it, but um, calling is that's the skill. Yeah. And it's a skill. Right. Um, and so I, I would imagine, like any other skill, it's perishable. And if you don't practice it and work on it, it's going to go away. Absolutely. But you did an unbelievable job of calling them in. And we had, you know, we saw birds all day. Right. And we was in the shoot house, and we had all those hens coming up, and mm-hmm. they were going. And it was most interesting to me to just to get to understand, um, like, what's going on mm-hmm. when when this one does this or when you only have hens here yeah you know all the other factors that go into it and where are the gobblers at why are they here uh why are they not here what are the hens doing how do they follow them all of that i mean there's a lot right there's a lot to learn Mm -hmm. um but it was just really cool and then you you got to make decisions you you got to figure out like what's okay this is what we got, and you would say this m- multiple times, like, all right, we got a couple of decisions to make. We can do this, or we can do this, and I think if we do this, we're going to be put ourselves in the best spot. Right. And the last spot we went to, we got down, sat down, and you called him up, and we got a gobble, and he was coming towards us, right. and coming towards us, and coming towards us, and then he just quit. Yeah. And... We, you know, got up and tried to walk him down, figure out what was going on. Yeah. That that was fun. Oh, I mean, absolutely, yeah. God, like, that's, to me, that that's more fun than, like, I, I mean, I'm sure getting one's fun, but right. but learning that whole process was super cool. Well, well he, he left us, too. He gobbled going away from us. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, like I, see, boys. Ch- ch- challenge is accepted, right. son. I figured you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which makes me want to go after him even That's right. more in the morning. That's right. So, overall, like, um, did I explain the, the way we're going to use the terrain to call the turkey up? You know, like working the angle to get him because mm-hmm. he could see so far you know setting up in the woods to make him come to a different angle did you understand that process oh yeah and um so what what did you think buck's not here but i think buck did a really good job calling too this morning he, he did. did he yeah. did he even had your call in his yeah in his vest yeah <laughs> and, you, and you figured that out later but yeah. yeah i think buck did a good job and you guys both kind of kind of going at it right um you know in sync right like i mean you can tell you guys been doing this for a long time so you knew what each other was doing and right. um that was super cool he did a great job so other than the so we didn't we wasn't able to really get into much calling the, the hopes was was that if we got a bird this morning then this evening I was going to let you do the calling and explain everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we did we didn't really get into much calling. So so minus the calling, do you think you would be able to go to any said property now and pull up on that property and have a have a go at what you needed to do? It, let's say you take your daughter and y'all going to try to get you a turkey. 
yeah do you think you would be able to put yourself in the game oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm going to may whatever whatever you said it was may 23rd or whenever may, i think it's may the fifth or something may like the fifth. when they open the pod and fours yeah, yeah i'll be there that's awesome brother. yeah yeah I, I could definitely do that now yeah yeah what you think about these skydivers as we out here trying to hunt man, man that was wild yeah yeah you you hear them uh you can hear them yelling and and then kind of talking and you hear this uh what like when the chutes open up you hear the like the flapping fabric noise right. which is kind of odd standing out in the middle of the woods and you look up and there's people jumping out of planes and right. that was neat yeah yeah, yeah. We, we uh we got us about what did we get uh that might have been an eighth of a mile pt when, <laughs> when we hit that little jog was yeah. that an eighth of a mile probably maybe so probably we uh after we we had worked that last one he said he couldn't really get a shot at that bird had skirted a little knot right there and was strutting and he was in range but it what you'd have had to kick dirt up to mm -hmm. hit his head and mm -hmm. it, it probably wouldn't have worked out and uh we knew where another bird was and i knew if we was gonna get there before he, he moved we was gonna have to hump it a little bit so we we hit that road and, and took off that's how we hunt yeah now a lot of people they might go in there and sit down like where we worked that first bird and that's where they're at the whole day right or the the whole morning hmm. or they might move to another spot i can't do it yeah it it drives me insane if if me and you would have sat in that shooter house the rest of the evening we may have got a turkey but i guarantee you we never would have got on that oven that's right and him have been the goblin so i like they yeah. call that running and gunning I like to move around and and do all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What uh? So, is there anything that you wasn't clear on? Is there any any anything as I take other people hunting that I should explain better, or maybe make more clear? Or but now, when it starts happening, it's fast paced. That's when, right. When he's coming, yeah, he's coming. I mean, you know what I mean, ain't uh. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that overall you did an awesome job. I mean, f for me having done a little bit of hunting, you know, I, I feel like um, the only thing that that I didn't totally grasp was some of the calling stuff. Right. But I yeah. know, I mean, that's just working at it. Right. Like, yeah, Man, you, you just you got to get the calls, yeah, and you got to learn how to do it, and you got to practice it that's a right. lot. That's and right. So that's, I mean, that's really it. Um, I think that for anybody else that that uh, comes hunting with you guys, pay attention because I got the crap scared out of me because I was sitting there <laughs> laser focused watching the woods, knowing that this this big bird was about to come over this ridge and I was going to get him and Cornbread cut loose on a call and took his hat off and started slapping the little sapling right by us. Sounded like flapping wings. And I, I, it shocked me and I said, he's on me. He's on me. I, I'm done, man. I'm going to have to knife fight this turkey. Yeah. And uh, and then I, I just turned around I looked and you were doing it and I was like, dang, that sounded real good <laughs> yeah i you know a lot of times you you could do that just to make him it, it might hurry him up mm. it might make him come that extra 10 yards just something 
that's that's what we was talking about earlier it, it ain't all with the actual call mm-hmm. you know turkey scratch we got on mm-hmm. we got on a hen that we thought might have been a gobbler earlier mm-hmm. how, what, how, what kind of racket was she making big time so so another turkey's coming they know there's going to be other types of noise other than just that calling so reach your hand behind you and scratch around in the leaves and do stuff like that if it's early of the morn and uh you think it's time to form the fly out just take your hat off and flippy flop it a few times yeah. you know but make it real if you in a pine thicket those wings are going to hit trees yeah so hit you a few little limbs and yeah you know calling to me calling is just so much more than just that stuff that's in your vest that's right you know it's 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 everything that that you can do to make a make sound like a turkey period yeah a hundred percent and this is stuff that you cannot learn on a dang youtube video what right like you just you can't well you know most of those videos and i'm not knocking none of those guys because if i had a field that was ate up with turkeys i'd be knocking them in the head too Mm -hmm. but most of those places you know have big vast fields that they set up on and they you know the turkeys just come a running right yeah it ain't so much like that in the southeast right and that they are places you know them plantations and shooting preserves and all that where they ain't very pressured mm-hmm. but most of it's just like what we done today this morning yeah and man we're losing this piece of property we've had this will be the sixth year we've had it and we're losing it it's getting sold yeah and uh, have you ever had a piece of property that was recreational to you or whatever, and you just lost it? Yeah, you have. Oh yeah, it sucks, don't yeah. it? Yeah, hit up. I, I I do a lot of um, volunteer work building mountain bike trails, and I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've seen, you know, a city will have a piece of land, and they'll, uh, you know, donate it to allow trails to be built on it. And next thing you know, it's being being sold to a business or somebody else, yeah. you know, something. But I, I think that's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, you know, it's right. hard, hard. I guess if I owned the land, it'd be hard for me to not sell it if I if I needed the money or somebody offered me a ton of money. Oh, absolutely. But but yeah. it it all all of that only highlights the importance of access to public lands. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we talked a little bit about, you know, our part in being taking care of that public land right. and being responsible when you use it. Um, but also, I, I mean, that that's a, a big part of a lot of people that hunt and fish um, and even just use trails to run on or ride bikes on. That's a big part of their life. Absolutely, is having access to public lands, and a lot of public lands are going away. Oh yeah, they sure are. Yeah, that uh, a lot of a lot of um, people that lease their lands to the state for public, they go out there and see a big pile of trash, or they mm-hmm. see that their roads getting tore up. Because mm-hmm. people's coming in there mudding at night or, or right. whatever it may be, they may not renew the lease. Right. Yeah. A, a lot of people think that because it's public that the state or the feds own it. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Like like them VPAs and stuff on Treat Mountain, th- those are owned by individuals or timber companies. 
and mm-hmm. they, and they lease the land to the states and if they if they see their their stuff's getting torn to pieces yeah they'll pull the lease and well, the, you can lose it like that the the way i view it cornbread is as simple as this if my tax dollars are paying for it then i own it believe that and if i own it you can bet your last dollar that i'm going to do whatever i can to take care of it and leave it looking better uh, and leave it in a better condition than the way that I found it. Yeah. And that is an absolute recipe to keep that going. Yeah. And people don't get it. Yeah. But Trail Trash is serious about his trash, y'all. I, I nicknamed yeah. that bird you missed, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to yeah. tell you how I got gave it this nickname. All right. When we got set up, this bird... How far you think he was when Buck said he flew down? Hundred yards, maybe at the most. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're tied on this bird, and we set up in a pine thicket, and I get Justin set where I think he needs to be, and Buck set up, and the bird Buck has already said the bird has flown down, and uh, I could tell now the now we're calling and the bird's answering us, and I even tell Justin I say the bird's answering us now. He's not just gobbling on his own. And Justin reaches over with his hand and points and says, I see a beer can. Yeah. And we got this turkey coming to us. So I, that turkey's nickname is Beer Can. Nice. That is Beer Can. That's old Beer Can. Hey, y'all, this bird ain't no joke. Got a double beard. Yeah. I mean, he's a Mac Daddy. Yeah. And he's quick, too, y'all. He dodged a bullet for sure. <laughs> I, hey, you shot, and I didn't see the turkey. And I, I was like, that's why I said, did you hit it? Because I didn't see no flapping. Right. I didn't see no running or nothing. I was like, He's, he dropped this thing. And I run over there, and he gone. Yeah. Little yeah. Harry Houdini. <laughs> he got out of there, man. But yeah. I, I nicknamed that joker Beer Can. Oh, beer Can. Oh, Beer Can. So yeah. I'm going to put G on Beer Can in the morning. Get it. And see, and see what happens. I hope he gets it, man. G, G Money's my favorite, dude. He's uh, he's hey, always out getting trash. He seriously that that's no exaggeration we put g on trash like, <laughs> all we do is say trail trash dirt bag yeah and it's on get like, on it now i'm not talking about just walking on the trail yeah or walking on the logging road no if he sees a, a piece down in the holler yeah he's down in the holler and he he has sort of learned like where some trash might be too yeah you know what i mean and he, he'll go look over there yeah. He he ain't just seeing trash. He goes looking for trash. That's awesome. He loves it. I love it. He loves and, and then of course he loves when I put him on the story yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, and if, man. You, if you message he'd be like, He message yet? I said, He will, son. <laughs> he loves it, man. That's awesome. But that you know, hey, if you got a kid like that and as he's coming up through school, hey man, let's pick his trash up and on and on and on. I remember I remember uh, Chad said to me one time, he said, I feel like I'm building an army eight people at a time. That's right. Just think of what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, it, it really, you know, it folds, it folds into a lot of what Chad has taught me. And, you know, I've always been um, the kind of person that, you know, I want to be as intentional as I can be. Right. And um, doing, whether it's trash or, you know, holding the door for somebody or, 
you know, just being polite to people uh, when they're rude or mean to you, whatever. Yeah. Um, that is is just all part of having really good character. Right. And that's probably one of the biggest things that we're lacking in this world right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. And, and as much as we can do um, to help kids like G get that and build that character, mm-hmm. um, that's that's a win in my book. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. And you, you got to do it by spending time with them. Yep. You know what I mean? And praise them when praise is needed and get on them when it's time to get on them too that's you right know, it ain't it ain't all just unicorns and marshmallows you no. know when, when you do wrong you did wrong but when you're doing right you do was that a gobbler or a dog or it might be a skydiver up there i don't know but well i mean we're right here we're right here what time is it let me see what time it is it's six i'm sure i'm sure they'll do probably two or three more skydiving jumps right you want to go over there and let we'll just jump out and we'll, we'll be able to see where the gobblers is at oh no man i'm good i'm trying to quit on uh jumping out of planes i've never now i don't say the cliche joke that everybody says why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane now i ain't jumping out of airplane period yeah i just ain't gonna do it yeah i mean you know listen if i could get if I could get Chad to pack my chute for me, maybe. But I don't know these guys. I, I don't know these guys at the Paulton County Airport <laughs> yeah. pushing people out of planes. I, I don't know, man. I'd have to have somebody I know and I trust. I, I've flown on one plane. When I was 17 years old, I went to Cancun. And then on the way back from Cancun, all the lights went out on the plane. All the and you, there was like no what lights on the wings or nothing. Mm-hmm. And the captain come over there and said, "We're having some elect, electrical malfunctions. We're almost halfway to Atlanta, but it's a little bit quicker to go back to Cancun." So they turned around. We went back to Cancun, landed. Uh, of course, I was a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fixed the same plane and put us <laughs> on the same plane. Yeah, I think it was a three-hour flight, three and a half. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Three and a half-hour yeah. flight. I'm talking about a nervous wreck, I son. Bet. And it it wasn't long after that. Um, uh, God bless all those people that was involved. Remember when that Kiwi jet oh, yeah. crashed and it? I think it was in Florida or wherever, mm-hmm. and it buried up in the mud. Mm-hmm. Well, that that company was affiliated. With Kiwi and all that, man, I was a nervous wreck on that dang airplane, dude. I bet, man. A nervous wreck. Golly. Well, man, I really enjoy you coming out here going turkey hunting with us. I appreciate you having I'm, me, I'm, man. I, I appreciate your friendship. Uh, we're getting to know each other more and more, and that's all glory to God. I'm, I'm, I'm just really enjoying the time we get to spend together and the conversations we're getting to have and, and this and that and I look forward to it again, brother. Yeah, I do too, man. And, and you know, I just want to say that I really love what you guys are doing with Red-Blooded Outdoors and, you know, what got me hooked on listening to the podcast was just um, you and Cooney and, and Buck and G and, and seeing uh, that father-son relationship yeah. and how it 
how it develops and what you're doing now now that i know a little bit more about you and where you are in life and and how intentional you're being with them right um i mean all the all the hunting and all the stories and all the everything like that that's all really really cool yeah but the the relationship part is what did it for me because i'm a you know i'm a father i've got two kids and right. you know i I need all the all the help I can get when it comes yeah. to figuring out how to raise these kids in the right way. Yeah. And that's a really good inspiration and it it uh brings a lot back for me of things that I had with my dad and that was really cool. So yeah. I love what you guys are doing and I appreciate you and love the podcast and love being out here with you. Can't wait to come again. Man, I appreciate it. I just wanted to touch on one thing to me to me i think when when people are and this ain't knocking anybody or trying to pass judgment when they're raising kids they have a uh improper thought of what sacrifice is right mm-hmm. to me you sacrifice that money you could be making or them long hours at that job I mean, there's times you've got to do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there's some people that can get addicted, so to speak, and become workaholics. Sure. You sacrifice that time that you're out hanging out with your buddies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Absolutely. The value is at home. People think of sacrifices. I'm sacrificing the most valuable thing to get the least valuable thing. You're right. Well, that don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. It, that don't make no sense at all. Sure. I, that's just my opinion, brother. I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I, man, I fail at raising them boys all the time. And now yeah. I'm in the new season. You got to see it. Cooney's off going on spring break. Right. You know, he's 18 years old. And uh, who goes to spring break and goes up to uh, Blue Ridge? Which, by the way, <laughs> Cooney, when you listen to this, I fully expect – a full detailed report, Cooney around the world. There you go. Uh, Blue Ridge report. I I just want to hear about the whole thing. Right. I'm looking forward to it. We yeah. we need to send Cooney. I thought about this earlier. We need to send Cooney somewhere like New York or Chicago by himself with uh. with only his overalls and. You know, maybe like five hundred dollars in cash, and, and his New Balances and a and a hoodie or something. A GoPro on his head. I mean, man, it would be unbelievable. It, that'd be a sight. That'd be a cool story. That's, that's a good idea, I right know, there. Man, I know. Let's let's crowd, let's crowd. Uh, what do you call it? Crowdfund, crowdsource. There you go. Let, let's fundraise for it and get Cooney a trip yeah, so he can Co- do Cooney around the world. Cooney in Brooklyn. Golly, man, I love it. All right, we'll holler at y'all. See y'all.